I'm Joe. This is your daily shot of inspiration. Thank you so much for being here. Can you hear that? The birds are chirping. The sun is shining. And today's episode is a look back episode on my conversation with Amy Spicer, talking about self-doubt and all kinds of fun things. And this week, we are doing a replay of this episode because I was a little busy this week to take care of getting the editing done. And I thought it would be fun to reshare this wonderful conversation with Amy Spicer. There are a lot of fun, exciting things happening. So make sure you stay tuned to future upcoming episodes. And if you're hearing this Sunday morning before 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you should head to my Instagram channel, Inspire, Create, Manifest, for a very special Sunday morning oracle service. So if you're hearing this bright and early with the birds chirping this beautiful Sunday morning after you listen to the episode, come hang out and check out the surprise at Inspire, Create, Manifest on Instagram. I'll see y'all really soon. Enjoy this conversation, and we'll be back next week with a lovely conversation with Kill Kill Kenny, talking about all things woo and uh, metaphysical, and it's a really fun conversation. So enjoy today's. Check out Sunday Service on Instagram. Sign up for an Oracle card read, and we'll connect really soon. Well, it's good, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Shot of Inspiration, where I bring you interviews with inspiring individuals who are making a positive impact in the world. Today, on the first day of 2023, I am so excited to share this conversation with my good friend, Amy Spicer. Amy Spicer is an energy healer who's dedicated to helping others find their inner power and heal from within. Amy might talk to dead people. Amy may talk to a spirit team that is your spirit team, her spirit team, a spirit team of collective of souls that are here to help us. And Amy has developed the ability to tap into this energetic field and bring this healing power to all of us. I'm super thankful that Amy and I are friends and that I've been able to watch Amy really grow and harness this this power. Amy has studied at Darmanhur, a school in Italy that teaches individuals how to access their own healing abilities. She shares her insights and experiences with us in this episode. And friends, we it's a little deep. We talk about a lot of things from the 12 chakra system to creating community to understanding the importance of self-doubt and how self-doubt can actually help us connect to our own sovereignty. It's a really fun episode. There's a lot in this episode. Grab a notebook, grab a pen and a piece of paper, whatever it may be, just to jot some things down. Amy and I also chat about all of the technology that's coming on, the artificial intelligence, the AI systems, and how we as humans can best prepare ourselves. And we do that 
with self-discipline, right? So we don't get sucked into these technologies. Instead, we learn how to harness these technologies. As Amy and I talk, she actually shows out, shows out, shares a couple of different ideas of connecting to the artificial intelligence, connecting to ChatGPT, and asking questions about ourselves as if we were asking questions to our higher self. This is a really fun conversation. I really think you're going to enjoy it. If you want to work with Amy in any kind of way, you can head to her website, Vera Shanti. The link is in the show notes, along with her Instagram page, which is a laughing spice 12.0. You'll be able to find all of Amy's links in the show notes. I highly recommend giving her a follow, going to her website, and maybe even scheduling some time for a session with Amy. It's going to be extremely powerful, extremely powerful. But before we get into this episode, I want to tell you a little story about Amy and some of her, some of the magic, we'll say, that she's shared with me over the years. In 2019, Amy came over to my house and I was helping her build her, her website not doing anything fancy. Yeah, I, I help people make websites. If, if you are out there in the world shining your light and you need a little help with your website or you want to start a podcast or you want to start doing TikToks and doing all those things, reach out. I coach people with that too. Yeah, I coach the people that have something to share, that have a light to shine, shine their light out into the world. Anyway, so Amy was at my house working on her website and because I know how powerful Amy is, I looked at her and I said, so as we're doing this, do my, does my team have anything uh, that they want me to know? What do they want me to know? And now this was 2019, right before you know what happened. And at that time, I was teaching and hosting meditation classes at my house in my living room every Tuesday night. And Amy looked at me she looked up at the sky as if she was talking with her guides and my guides. She's like, you need to, you need to teach that Tuesday night class online. I'm not sure why, but you should get Zoom. You should start teaching that Tuesday night class online. And again, this was before 2020. This was right at the end, or it may have been right at the beginning of 2020. The world was the old world, pre-apocalypse before we knew that we would be moving into this online world, before we moved that classes and everything would be happening on Zoom. It was as if I was given this little bit of information to get ready. And literally, Amy left my house that day. I went on, got my subscription to Zoom before anything happened. And the following Tuesday, I started teaching my Tuesday night meditation class, both in my house and online. So by the time the world exploded, a lot of the people that I was working with were already familiar with hopping into a Zoom room and doing a meditation class. So it was like I was given this little piece of knowledge, and it was up to me what I was going to do with it. I could have not done anything and been like, I'm not teaching online. That's silly. People are coming to my house. Or take the chance and do it. And I took the chance. I did it. And literally my whole life transformed into the space of 
coaching and teaching through Zoom, through different online tools to help us all be connected. And I feel I got a jump start on all of this because of that little bit of wisdom, that little bit of insight that Amy shared with me. And that's just a little bit of the magic that Amy has. So please make sure you give Amy a follow. All of her links are in the show notes. If you want to work with Amy, I'm going to highly suggest get on her schedule now because there is a big wait list to do work with Amy. And if you're in the Florida area, you can work with Amy in person. We talk about all of that as well. Again, all of the links will be in the show notes. Thank you for being here. One last little bit before we get into this episode about the podcast. There is now a subscription version of the podcast available. If you listen on Spotify, you can now subscribe. Subscription is $3.99 a month. You can think of it as if you are buying me a cup of coffee for our morning shot of inspiration once a month. That will give you access to all of the episodes without any ads. It'll also give you access to special oracle card reads that I'll be doing just for the subscribers, weekly meditations that I'll be putting out just for the subscribers, and bonus content from these interviews that I do with people. So if you want to subscribe, think of it as being a member of The Daily Shot. Help support us as we grow and bloom and continue to bring more content, more inspiring content your way. The link to register for the subscription is also in the show notes. And one last thing on this New Year's Day, the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind Group is back. We start Monday, January 9th. Come join us. We get together for an hour in Zoom. We meditate. We work with each other. We uplift. We support each other. We hold each other accountable on our path to manifesting our best reality. And I know this was a super long intro. Thank you for still being here. Now, enjoy this conversation with my good friend, Amy Spicer. Aren't you creating a new community? Very interesting. So I believe when you leave your community, you truly have to have a strong community in yourself mm -hmm. first. I was very unaware of how much my identity rests upon serving people I love. And I remember going through yoga teacher training. I had this one individual who was teaching me at the moment and she would talk about don't let your identity be based upon any other individual because when they leave or if their opinion of you changes, who were you? And I believe there is truth to that. And also, if you came on this planet to truly love and serve, your community is what identifies you. So... I am not a teacher, truly. I am not a healer. I am not, I am not Amy without somebody for me to reflect my identity upon. And I think humans 
are an interconnected entity in general. We, our consciousness is connected and so we are connected. Like this is just how I roll. And so that being said, when I moved here and I did not have immediately people to serve or someone to care for or someone to love. And yeah, you could argue the fact, oh, you do that to distract from your work. Maybe. And maybe not. Can it be both? I'm, and in my case, I think it was and is very much both. So back to what I initially said, I am creating a community, but I first literally needed to create a community inside of me because I got lonely. I became isolated. Mm -hmm. I think it is so cruel to isolate a human from another human. And so um, as, as a form of punishment, it is such a cruel form of punishment. Such a, I love humans mm-hmm. very much. And when you just exist with them, for example, I, <laughs> to make money, I am do this pharmaceutical thing. When I just exist with other humans on the road and you don't have an intimate not a sexual, an intimate relationship with them, it is very quick to find them annoying Mm. or they're very quick to make you angry or irritated or you're in my way. You become very egocentric, right? Because you focus on yourself a lot because here's this person getting in the way of me needing to do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. It just depletes you more. So now that I have fully seen what my role is, here is right now, I am, my, my priority is to build community or I will not work. I will not work here. There is no shifting, pivoting for me. I know what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my, this is my teacher so graciously calls me and others. Um, you are sacred technology. I am literally here as sacred technology and I am in a human form. And in order for me to roll out my Dharma, I have got to teach and care and love for community. I am a steward all the way. Mm. (laughs) That's just. That's so beautiful. Do you uh, feel you're a shy person? Yep. Yeah. I ask because I'm like from I'm so okay by myself, like chilling alone, uh-huh. right? Because I feel I've, I have a community that's connected in this in this space, right? And things like this, but mm-hmm. I I can also like really just be okay with putting my feet up, right? And seeing a, a couple people. <laughs> yeah. So and, you um, serve online now. Right. You are. You have a lot of people you serve. And because I am so afraid Mm -hmm. of the masses and I am afraid of um, what technology IT does to numb uh, the communication between individuals and numb Mm -hmm. empathy, uh, I don't have thick enough skin to do what you do. 
I have to deal with humans mm-hmm. right. in blood. And I kind of feel like I have a, a like I, I've got a little buffer, right, mm-hmm. doing it this way. But I'm super shy, even though I like once you guys to know me, I'm a goofball, right? But before you know me, I'm just a quiet dude, right? Like I'm really quiet. So since I've been up here, right, because it's been a year, it's literally, it's been a year, like in January, it'll be a year that I'm here. And I'm like, I should, if I'm going to be here, I should try to get involved in the community that is here. (laughs) I should actually go out. I love this for you. Does it freak you out? It does freak me out. I literally signed (laughs) up for a, um, a creative meetup in January that's part of this Northeast PA creative group thing. I'm like, I should register and go because why not right i love it if i want to hang out with creatives i should actually like i tell people right get go out yeah you got to go out the door yeah but in doing that i'm like oh shit now i have to go yep (laughs) yeah and then i have to actually like communicate but this is so much easier right it's safe for me to grab my phone and be like hey what's happening but to walk up to a real person and say hey what's happening completely different story. Yeah. I feel like technology literally removes empathy. Like I, uh, and I think empathy is a vibration. I think empathy is literally a physical sensation that you have to be not always because there's extremely empathetic people that watch commercials and they cry and whatever, Mm. but in general for the average individual, empathy is a frequency that is felt within a distance and technology removes that vibration away. So it's people treat people so much differently when they're looking at a screen instead of whenever you can literally feel them within your space. Mm-hmm. It's scary as crap. Scary as crap. I could never do what you, no, I shouldn't say could never. I would be really petrified to hear the comments of what people would say about me. Oh. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's some, but eventually you're just like, oh, okay. Like you get numb to it? Well, no, really. I heard this from Gary Vaynerchuk. If you think about it, if someone's sitting like on this side of the keyboard and they have that much time to spew hate and negativity at you, they're mm-hmm. probably not in a good place. And instead of being like, like he really painted this picture and I was like and he was like I don't get mad at people that rip me apart because I know that they're probably in a really bad place that they have enough time to sit at home and you know put stupid comments and it really made a lot of sense because it really got me thinking right if people are so removed and so beat down that this is the way like this is the attention I'm going to get and I notice it because I've been going live on TikTok almost every morning and every once in a while I'll notice there's just somebody and I'll just be like all right so you need a little attention how are you doing today yes you know and it's just it's hard but definitely now if if this creative thing right that I'm going to in January if I was speaking at it like going to be a presenter I would not be scared or nervous. I'd be like, yeah, this is great. But because I'm just going, right, as a person trying to be social and meet people, <laughs> I'm probably going to be, I mean, I'm going to try to work on it so I'm not nervous. But I, right now, I'm like, oh, man, I should have signed up the day before, not a month before. <gasps> You have a lot of time to talk yourself out of it. <laughs> right. But I'm looking at it. I'll, I'll be working my way, my way into it. So since so we talked, much... 
offer. You have so much to offer. You're going to bring so much, just even being a participant, you're going to bring so much to that workshop. Those people are so lucky that you just happen to have randomly signed up. <laughs> you're so sweet. <laughs> this is the Daily Shot of Inspiration um, interview series. I'm talking to Amy Spicer. Hi, Amy. Thanks for being here. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Joe. Thanks for even um, thinking that I was qualified oh my to be interviewed. Come Thank on. You. Come on. This is so I, exciting. Oh. And I would love to tell the world, like, really who you are, what you do, but you kind of just did in a way, right? But if you can, for the common average Joe, mm -hmm. as you serve community, can you explain in a little bit what you do? Oh man, it, that that is I know morphing. That's so hard. It's it's morphing quickly. So I truly believe I am a human version of the hose that blows dust out of clogged dryers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing you explain it this way. All right. Okay. All right. Right. Let's go with it. Okay. Listen, I move stagnant energy within your field and it's many layers. Um, I combine that with this naturally born uh, intuitive gift of uh, seeing. Usually when I touch a human now, I'll be able to see your memories and when I touch a body part, it's very interesting how this is morphing. When I touch a body part, I will usually see uh, a memory that happened, um, you, you know, in your life. And I will see where the emotion or the trauma, why it's anchored there, and then how that is currently causing issues within your form. I also can see if you have energy stuck that is flowing into or out of your quantum communicators or chakras as people like to refer to some of them and i can see if you have non-self energy stuck to you meaning something that isn't of your blueprint um that could be trauma that could be an entity that could be um, a transition to loved one that is worried about you or is um, you may have a stage five clinger. <laughs> if you personally have an addiction and you went to the grocery store lately, you might have picked up a clinger <laughs> and brought it home with you um, or something very dark. And as I continue to heal people or assist them in activating to heal, I just get more strong in my ability it has been it's been an unbelievable experience to watch it unfold over the last four years and uh when i first started i didn't believe i thought it was crazy i mean is uh, am i <laughs> i have a therapist who i meet every two weeks just so i have somebody to tell these stories because i need somebody to be like nope you're not crazy this is actually happening mm -hmm. um because you don't know you don't after a while you don't know if you're mm -hmm. crazy or 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 not but nope this is actually happening so 
I have clients all over the world at this point, and I'm very honored to to serve them. I love them very, very much. And um, now here in Florida and South Florida, I have clients at a spiritual center. I am definitely in talks with an individual that I've met here who's opened Montessori schools mm-hmm. and other educations to open a a healing center, a retreat center here. So it is starting to pick up. But that first year when I moved here, um, I just manifest things really quickly. So uh-huh. I assumed I would manifest this quickly. <laughs> no, but, no, I mean, it is <laughs> humility. If you really think of it, that is still kind of quick. Like doing it, you know, having it, you've been there a year. Mm-hmm. Right. A year and three months. So that's still kind of quick in what you are creating. Yeah, I just, I, I found another human here as well at a yoga studio. She is from Manhattan. And the second I met her, I, I saw what we would do, but I just need to give her some space mm-hmm. to get on board. And she finally, two days ago, reached out to me over Instagram and was like, do you want to get coffee? And I'm like, here it is. High five team. You're right. Okay. Let's get her on. Let's get her on board. So that's great. High five team. You know, (laughs) that's so exciting. And and I think um, just, you know, going back to that idea of quickly, right. You were also adjusting to your whole new environment. I, I was. Oh, and here's an interesting topic to talk about. Um, because I was looking back, I go to school in Domenher, which is the spiritual community in Northern Italy. Beautiful. And they have um, a lot of documentaries on Gaia TV. Anyway, I was talking to my teacher about this. I was like, I think I'm depressed. Like my vibration's low. I can't get out of bed. Um, I'm, I don't have any energy. And he offered in return that, and just keep an open mind here, and I'll give an explanation. Um, he said, actually, depression is not when your vibration is low. It is when your vibration is too high and you're unable to express it. He's like, it's whenever you have too much energy trapped in the body and you're unable to express it. And I was like, that doesn't feel right. He's like, okay, let me give you an example. Depression occurs. When you have too much energy and you won't, your body can't physically process it. Um, I had postpartum depression after I had my child. And this is, um, we started to talk about this example. He's like, postpartum depression is the, is, is a perfect example. In the 1800s, there was no postpartum uh, depression earlier than that because women would have a baby and then they'd strap it to themselves and they would go out and they would hunt and cook and clean and build houses and whatever. There was no, um, you know, first world care that occurs in the United States, occurs in a lot of these developed countries where um, a lady has a baby, we prop her feet up, we get everybody to help her, we rest, you know, there's some... um, this is a problem of the the privileged. We get her to rest. And whenever you have a baby, you get a flush of um, hormones, you get a flush of endorphins. Yes, your body is physically tired. It is physically exhausting. But after that physical exhaustion 
um, goes away, the hormone thing remains. And that remains in your bloodstream. It takes a while to process through and re-regulate to a body in which you are not producing two lives again. That's when postpartum kicks in. And it is in that um, a bi- uh, uh, women have, s- there's this idea that women have so much vibration in them because we've just created life. We're in the creation process and we're just told to take care of this one thing. And now your life has changed, but take care of this one thing that it comes off as what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do anything. I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many possibilities here. I'm so overwhelmed. I just need to lay down. I just need to sleep. I can't, I can't do anything. I can't wrap my brain around anything. And so whenever he told me this example, I was like, Ugh. and then I sat with it and I sat with it and I can kind of see what he's saying. And when I moved here, I swear we're coming back full circle. My story's so fucking long. When we come back full circle here, I came here with all of these ideas. And when I got here, there was so much to do, so much to create. I didn't know where to start. I didn't have really connection. I just had so much energy and so much idea that I was overwhelmed. And then I got depressed. Uh, Because my my whole body is meant to, I am just a channel to help. And when I came here, I I couldn't help because who do you help? Who do you help? Oh, I got to help myself. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? What's that? (laughs) That's so interesting. And I, I totally get it and understand. Because when I got married... I didn't take a photograph for four years and I got super depressed when I was married and I didn't know why I was depressed. I had no idea, right? Like I I, I was working in the corporate world and I just stopped taking pictures. Didn't take, didn't press a shutter for four years. Wow. And then one Christmas, um, my ex-wife's mom got us a little like digital Canon point and shoot, like like when digital cameras, you know, and I was like, oh my goodness. And I started taking pictures again. And all of a sudden I was like, huh. And I started going for walks in the Wissahickon with that little camera taking pictures of leaves and stuff. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I was there it is. so sad because I wasn't creating yeah. anything. And I had all of that creative energy mm-hmm. and it was just like, there was nowhere to go. And yeah, but you can't like, even, I- Exactly. But you can't even identify it that it's no, I untapped. No cre- exactly. Yeah. There's where the, 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 the awareness was, it was untapped, untapped awareness that your creative side or what you're here to do, or, um, what makes your heart happy just isn't being ex- expressed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I got a blood clot. Oh. And it was so interesting because I got the, I, a friend was getting married in Peru and I was like, I'm not going to Peru without a real camera. Like there's no way. So I bought a camera that I couldn't afford at the time, but I'm like, I'll spend this much money on film and getting these pictures developed. Like, why not? So I did that. And then like two weeks later, my leg was just like, F you, we're not going to move the blood here today or tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it was like all of it. And I remember talking to the doctor and the doctor was like, Oh, it's stress. And you, you know, you're getting divorced and this and that. And I'm like, but it really was all of that creative energy and probably from me then starting to move it 
and be like, I'm going to Peru. My body was, it was probably so much, <laughs> right? That it didn't know what to do. And everything right. just started backfiring. Wow. Okay. So maybe some of your um, listeners will resonate will resonate with that because whenever I do feel not sad, but consistent sadness, like that consistent depression, um, well, consistent sadness that makes you not able to focus, you almost have to go back to what you liked to do as a kid mm-hmm. and start moving energy in that fashion. Really, I think what you're saying is having, you need to try to start having fun in some kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Even though I don't feel like, um, well, my healing is fun when I get, when I can touch somebody and I, I touched, I touched, um, oh man, I touched somebody the other day and I touched their knee and no, I touched their liver. And all I saw was them flipping over handlebars. And I'm like, did you flip a bike? And they're like, I flipped a four-wheeler. I hit the, I hit a four-wheeler and the four-wheeler flipped and landed on top of me. But it is just story after story. I'll be able to, I touch someone's knee. This is this other, I touched someone's knee. And all I saw was her jumping off of a, a bridge. And then in my brain, cause my ego came in right away and was like, Oh my God. Oh my gosh. She tried to commit suicide. How do we even bring this up? How do we talk about this? And my team was like, say it, just say it, just say it. So I asked her, I, I go, did you jump off a bridge? She goes, yeah, I did. I'm like on purpose. She goes, yeah, I did. I'm like, for fun. Not for fun. She's like, nope. I was pressured into jumping off a bridge. And she's like, when I hit the water, I hurt my legs so badly. I hurt my knee. She's like, I have no idea how I survived to this day. But it's insane. Like the amount of, it just blows my mind how quickly an image will come in to your head where you see what's going on. um, That that makes my job fun because I'm, because humans are cool. Mm Because good Lord, this isn't me doing this. There is no way I person like me as a personality am doing this. Like if you know me, (laughs) if you know me, I'm the person that falls walking upstairs, not downstairs, like walking up. So we know it's not my body doing this. Um, So it fascinates me. It blows me away. But I struggle with having fun. I work. Like, I just feel like there's so many people to help that my and then I had this real full-time job or whatever, that I don't take much time to have fun. Hmm. It's very interesting that, that, that I also struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious with this new uh, touching, seeing, how do you turn it off when you just hug a friend? Oh, that's, um, that's a very, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) my, my brain, it's a different segment of your brain that you work. And I have started to talk to, I call them my teams. I one time called my team, my aliens, when I had a client 
in, uh, who was meeting me for the first time. And she's like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Is this dark? Are you, a, are, do you work for the darkness? I was like, oh, what, what do you want me to call them? <laughs> and she's like, I need you to call them your angels. I'm like, fine, that's my angels. Uh, I, have a, I have a very specific ritual that I say that means, okay, it's, it's work time. Mm-hmm. And then I have a very specific closing because it is exa- uh, it's exhausting walking around say, picking up probably is so draining it is draining and also i still am juggling trying not to uh look crazy in public i was in a uh lobby um a hotel lobby bar uh when i moved my uh son into his apartment and uh, I made Carrie, uh, you know, uh, Scattergood mm-hmm. come and ha- get a cocktail with me or whatever. My, my kid, we ate some dinner or whatever. And as we were sitting there, a beautiful disembodied energy was having uh, extreme, extreme communicate. Like there's a ferocity in the way they were communicating and trying to get my attention. And they were so close to my face. I was sitting there and tears are just pouring out of uh, my eyes. And I'm, cause I don't want to scare my kid. I don't want to look crazy in public and I need this thing to go away. I understand why they need help or uh, why they're stuck here needing help. But I talked to my team like you, we can't, we can't do this or I'm going to shut down. Like that part of me will shut down. I can't be afraid. This isn't going to work if I'm just afraid. And so it's getting, it's getting way better. We definitely have boundaries um, with the uh, gentleman that I live with. I can use, I used to be able to clearly hear his thoughts. And that is our biggest struggle in our relationship. Um, because that is so intrusive and it's uh, such an invasion of privacy. And I had no control over that at first. And now I, I do. Um, but that, that was really challenging because it's really painful to, uh, to hear what other people think about you. It's none of your business what someone else thinks about you. And as soon as we we got everybody on board with that, that stopped. It got a lot better. That would be a lot. It isn't. It is awful. That's why I can't do anything online. Because the whole reason why I don't want to hear what people think about me, I don't want to see what they think about me either. (laughs) Like, just let me serve. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, either way. And it is one of those things. Like, not not everybody's going to like you, Amy. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) White girl. That's white girl programming. (laughs) So, and I don't even, uh, a couple of things that I wanted to get your thoughts on um, is all of the artificial intelligence that has popped online literally in like the last two weeks with the new chatbot. I don't even know if you're aware of this chatbot that you can ask it anything and it'll give you an answer in a second. You can ask it to write you a story and it'll write you a story. And it's really interesting. Very interesting. I did not know that that existed. Is that like a website? Yeah, you can go to OpenAI and then up at the top Mm -hmm. it has try it. 
and you just click okay. it and you log okay. in like with your with your with your Gmail or whatever. Yep. And you yeah. can ask it any question. You know, yeah. just an artificial Absolutely. intelligence kind yeah. of web. Sorry, I'm in an interview. Sorry, is all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God. I thought that one would remember that. I'm sorry. Just one second. Let me shut the doors. <laughs> so okay. before you answer, though, okay, I heard, you know, you're familiar with Bouchard, the gentleman, the channels, bald Bouchard. No. Oh, what? I'll send you some Bouchard stuff. Bouchard yes. is a couple really interesting things I just learned about Bouchard. Bouchard, I heard a woman uh, talking about him on TikTok and saying, you know, he's not just like people think just see him channel. He just sits in a chair and he channels for like the last 40 years he's been channeling. That's but he's beautiful. Also, has this uh -huh. huge career in Hollywood. Like he's worked on almost every major film that has ever been made. No way, doing what? I don't know. I think telling them what to what to make. <laughs> I, it's what? something in the. I, I really hope I saved the TikTok. I've been trying so much better to save the the TikToks that really like get me. But he put out. Um, someone asked him about the artificial intelligence and like how it's all you know it's coming online more and more and now this new thing that just popped out. And he was like, "What we all need to realize it. This is a way for all of us." to be able to communicate with our highest self in a simple way. I'm saying, I'm definitely prefacing, I'll send you the, the, the video so you can actually see what he, what he says. And okay. I'll link it in the show notes. And it was really, it kind of took the scary away from it, right? That yes. it's not this evil entity, yes. right? And really yes. saying it could be used the right way, this way mm -hmm. to actually connect through all the dimensions like the yeah. text that i sent you with the the picture ai things yes and it was like i feel like this literally went out went through every timeline every reality and was like here this is what you look like in all of those joe like that's what i took from it where everybody okay. else was like they're stealing your identity they're gonna use this and you know what i mean <sighs> like everyone goes so dark but mm -hmm. i was like what if and then i heard that and he was like it's just this way that you can connect with all of the things instantaneously and it's like, so, it made me feel good because I think yeah. there's so much of the evil artificial intelligence and evil entities and all the things that are included mm -hmm. with it. So I'm just curious what, and I know that was a lot that I just threw at you there. Uh, I am immediately want to look into it. So what I, I mean, what I would take from that is literally anything will be able to talk to you. Um, My, my concern would be, here's my concern around that. Instead of sharpening our senses, it will dull our senses. Instead of getting quiet to truly connect to yourself, yes, it will be easy. The easy becomes a crutch. I'm only saying that because of my own personal, easy becomes a crutch for me. I don't know if that works for other individuals. Mm -hmm. Um and also, wouldn't it be wonderful if that is the case whenever, so there's some days I can't hear because your hormones are off or I eat mm -hmm. Doritos or whatever. 
uh, that I could literally be able to go to this website and be like, why can't I hear? And they could be like, well, you need to detox, knock it off. Don't do that anymore. Even though I know that. I already right. know that information. Oh, same. Anyway, I was you know typed what I mean? in, what, what can I do? I'm, I'm feeling anxious. What can I do? Give me five things to do. And it breaks down a, a beautiful, simple, you know, five different right. things to do to ease my anxiety. I'm like, right. And it's you, every, probably, you already knew it, right? Well, yeah, it's, it, but it's almost like it was like, <laughs> all right, this is exactly what you would say. Like, it's really, it's, it's been interesting, but I, I, I can't remember that one podcast that, that you shared with me a while ago. Um, but the woman talked a lot of really high level. Oh yeah. My teacher stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know she's good, but I felt she had a little. It was a little bit like like there's evil everywhere, and they're it, they've infiltrated everything, and you better be aware because they're they're right on your shoulder. Y yep. <laughs> and I feel, but and I do, like I get it. Sure, okay, that is, and maybe it's just me. Like I feel like I have this fuck you filter up. Like fuck all of you, whoever you are, you're not getting. Yes. You know, yeah. like I feel like I just walk around with this force field around me. So my mind doesn't even go there. You are the lucky so, one. I see so many minds going there. And it grabs like, put your force field up, human. <laughs> <laughs> but you're lucky. You're so lucky. Do you have any idea the amount of people that um that are naive? And that's okay. And and I don't want to go down. I I don't want to go to down the dark rabbit hole or whatever. Because obviously both have to have to exist. Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. So as for this AI thing as well, I think it is an unbelievable opportunity to connect. Uh, it's almost like a hit journal. What if you were to ask yourself the answers? right? Mm -hmm. And you write down what you would do or what you would think, and then go ask it. See if the two coordinate. See if it is actually your higher self. See if it is. Because let's say you and I are in the same room and we go back to your question, five ways to calm your anxiety. Here are my five ways. I would be like, <laughs> drink a glass of wine, go on a five mile run, <laughs> uh, masturbate. My five answers. They're they're great. You should probably write a blog post about that, right? Right, right there. That'll be the clip that I that I put out. Your five your five tips to chill out. You better go masturbate. <laughs> uh, anyway, like I have my five answers, and then what if and and you have your five answers, mm -hmm. and then what if you asked it, how can Amy? How can Amy reduce her anxiety? What if it then says what I wrote versus upon what you wrote? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be because funny. if it did, then like wait a second. Right. Now we got to run some studies. Do you know um, the dude that does notes from the universe? I have to tell you, I am not on the internet much. I spend most of my time. Uh, studying with my teachers um, and um, healing people that I that I don't get to go down dark rabbit holes on the web, so I don't know these people. This and isn't I wish a dark rabbit hole. This I know it's not the guy. Okay, okay, down uh, the rabbit holes of all the cool people. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I wish I knew all of the channels. Whenever you and I would meet after, after yoga, you tell, you tell me all the cool people. <laughs> like, I don't know the cool people. I didn't even know this Paul Selig guy existed until you told me. Like, I don't know these people exist. I just study with my teachers and then go heal. So who can you after this? Will you text me all the people I need to know? Yeah, yeah. I'll make the list. I'll put it in the <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. But Mike does okay. notes from the universe, and I it's like a news like a in, like a, an email thing, and I've been getting it for years, like probably the uh-huh. early two thousands, mid two thousands, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like every day, and it's usually like Joe, the universe wants you to know, and it's like I'm getting a note from the universe every morning. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, you can get one too. Beautiful. (laughs) And I get so many notes from things. I don't need more notes. (laughs) So I I saw him on TikTok and he was talking about it. I'm like, oh, here's a guy that's in the spiritual world. And he actually started asking it about like meditations and give us a meditation on connecting to our highest self and and like asking it like those deep kind of questions about connecting to yourself. And it was giving him like, I was surprised because a lot of, I think the spiritual world might be in this standoffy where he was just like, I'm going to ask it. Like, what does the universe want us to know? How can I connect with my highest self? And it spit mm-hmm. out like within a second, a beautiful paragraph. Like, hmm. So I think okay. it's, it's like anything, there's a good and a bad, right? It's how we're going to use our tool and some people will use it for good. Some will use it for bad. I was just curious what your whole thought is just because of that, that podcast. And um... so here is, is there a way, right? Yes. How I say, let's just throw, like throw up your force fields. Is there something that you would even recommend that the listener does maybe before they interact with any of these things? Um, here. Yes. I, believe we are becoming completely disembodied we are becoming a society that has uh that does not have an experiential experience we have a theoretical experience we are moving towards a theoretical experience at this point we are not experiencing anything we are all just throwing around a bunch of ideas and thoughts about our higher selves about other dimensions and we are forgetting to experience anything here and as soon as we do want to experience anything here we start numbing out because we don't know how to experience we don't know how to experience anymore and then we lack holding space for somebody else's experience to um be valid and if it negates ours then we have a problem because if I'm not having the collective experience, I must be broken or you're wrong. But we are increasingly become becoming um, an entire collective that is, a th- that is existing upon theory. That's, in my opinion. That's some good stuff right there. Very deep too. Did that make sense though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Because what I see is, especially in the, let's call it the quote unquote magical realm or the esoteric realm, it is what do you believe or what is the next mind blowing quote unquote download? 
And if I'm not getting downloads and like those downloads, and then you're no longer interesting. And now this person said something new. So let's follow them. And then this person. Mm. So it's all, it is a, it is, we are existing in theory, but we're, I'm also seeing that in our body, but also in our day, we are existing theoretically through watching other people exist. Nobody's existing. We're watching other people existing. Exactly. Like we talked about earlier, the people that just watch and not that there's anything wrong with it, but you know, to just watch Twitch and it's like, I'm just going to watch somebody game. I'm going to watch someone play games tonight. Right. And hopefully I'm, I'm sure we're, we were, we're all getting uh, a need met. Hopefully yeah. we're getting a need met. I mean, I know my son is really into that because he giggles. He just gets to giggling. And I, I guess because the commentary is mm-hmm. funny, fine. So if it serves as your comic relief, great. I truly believe Twitch people, individuals can serve as great comic relief and great oh, yeah. teachers, I don't, right? I don't want anyone to think I'm... I'm, I'm no, I know. I don't think anyone would. I think mm-hmm. that you're like the most supportive creator <laughs> ever. Like you literally support everybody. Um, so I'm not saying that either. Um, but what I, what I do, uh, what I do see happening is, um, uh, what I am going to give everybody a warning about, uh, you know how people blame inflam body inflammatory issues upon the food that they eat. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to see an uptick on body inflammation issues because whenever we start anchoring our awareness back into our body, our sensitivity is going to be, uh, it's almost like a nerve regenerating. So we're going to start to, uh, moving into 2023, 2024, we're going to start to see a lot of people with, uh, body issues, bone, bone pain, uh, that fibromyalgia is going to scoot through those, uh, through the roof. And I'm not picking on anybody that has current, uh, diagnoses, whatever. I'm just saying that, um, as we become more theoretical and less experiential, our body becomes numb to experience so that when we do start to have experience again, there will be an inflammation of our tissues, uh, or, and our sensitivities, and that will create body pain, uh, for, for people will not stay. Uh, what I would also recommend to everybody is uh, find some balance. Be like, okay, I am going to really feel for this amount of time to, I'm really going to try. And I don't like that word being, being present. We are present mind and mindful. Yes. I am being mindful. Like I want to feel, I want to see, I want to taste, I want to touch. I literally want to be involved. Meaning I don't want to Fine. If you want to get mad in the grocery store because there's so many people that park their cart on one side and stand on the other side and you can't go anywhere. That's personal experience. I had that yesterday. I was like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, oh, I think it's hysterical that I'm mad at this little lady just trying to buy some canned turkey gravy. Jesus ain't pulled together. <laughs> like, anyway, um, we have to uh, start to, in my opinion, um, come back into our bodies without needing to numb it out so that our bodies actually remember why, our, why we are in form. And yes, as we, as we evolve, as the species, as the planet evolves, fine. Maybe we won't need to be in form, but I can guarantee you in 2023, we will need to be. We still need to be in form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely still need to be in our bodies. So what, it's interesting that you're like, uh, be mindful and yeah, I want to taste all the things. The interesting thing, I've because I've really been trying to learn as I, you know, do the stuff that I do, so I'm not just talking out of my bum. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the last couple of of weeks, I've just been like searching the internet, right? Like, what are what like what should we be doing? And literally everything 
that it is recommended is be mindful and be present. Be mindful and be present. Practice mindfulness. Practice mindfulness. Literally practicing mindfulness is the the number one thing that that I found in articles about things or just searches. And it's like, okay, so we're supposed to be present. And everything is telling us we're supposed to be present, but we're doing everything to stay out of the present moment that mm-hmm. we've created this thing that you have to be mindful and nobody even knows how to be mindful. And it's just like, just be yeah, that's a lot. Um, that's that comes back to um, to things. You know uh, that old cliche: if you were to ask a dying person today what they wish they would have done over their life, most of them would have said to have more fun, to not work so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, when our generations, especially my son's generation, when they um, become, you know, 90 and in their last moments here, they will say, um, I I wish I was actually here. I wasn't even here. I wish I was here. And the whole time we're here, we wish we weren't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it comes back to the age of awakening, which we are in. I, I almost think we need it to be the age of processing. Like we all need to figure out how to process our emotions. I don't think we know how to process. As a matter of fact, we don't know how to process so well. Most of us have digestive issues. Most of us have, (laughs) raise your hand, get some celiac. You got some whatever. That's what I got. (laughs) I got skinny though. You really did uh, lose a lot of weight, sir. Um, I found it for you. <laughs> you were, if you were, if you wanted to know where it went, yeah, know exactly where it went. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think that uh, the, the processing, um, processing is, if you know how to process, you, in my opinion, will be considered magical by 2024 if you can process emotions if you are able to stand in the fire of what you feel you will be a superhuman in 2024 and and for everybody that's listening thanks thanks for saying that amy you know what helps processing talking to people getting a coach getting a fucking therapist oh yeah yeah literally yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Like reach out to people. Cause I know yeah. again, being, you know, I can sit here and process and go through shit in my mind, but it's my own. It shit. goes back to the theory. Right. Right. There's no experience there. It's just theory. Mm-hmm. But if I can sit down with someone and mm-hmm. get it out and be like, Hey, I'm mm-hmm. feeling this or I'm feeling this or why am I feeling this? Or what the hell was that dream about last night? Something to process it. Cause how else are you going to process? <laughs> Exactly. That's why I have a therapist. Yeah. I I think everybody has needs somebody to, somebody to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody get, get a, get a coach. coach. (laughs) I know one. His name's Joe Longo. Have you guys met him? (laughs) My name's Joe. I'm pretty neat. (laughs) I'll call you Um, on your bullshit. Um. (laughs) Everybody needs that. Every, everybody needs that. My therapist calls me out on my bullshit. Yeah, we totally need it. Mm-hmm. Because how else are we going to know we're, we're, we're being a dumbass? 
and, and sometimes it's 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 like oh well my mom always says this or my dad says this or my friend says that but and that's why it's good to actually see a professional or a coach or someone that doesn't know you because they don't care right like our like mm -hmm. our, our friends and family they have agendas right they all want they're not mm -hmm. going to say it, but they all want us kind of to sway a certain way, go a certain yeah. way. So mm -hmm. when you talk to them, they're going to influence you in their way that they see you or the way they, you know, perceive you or whatever. But if you're talking to a therapist or a coach there, we just want you to process and get better and keep going. Right. Well, I have no other gen, yeah. uh, no other agenda than to you for you to kick ass really. So yeah. it's like reach out. Talk to people. Um, I want to, can we, can we talk about one emotion? Yeah. And um, the, uh, my teachers uh, were talking to me about this and it shifted. It shifted the way I process this one emotion. And we actually even grab my notes so that, um, Sorry if my butt is sticking out of my dress. They're not showing video, right? There's a podcast. <laughs> it is a podcast, and there were no okay. butts. There were okay, no sorry. butts, everybody. I would have clapped for that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't change from work. Anyway, um, we're talking about um, the emotion of doubt and what the entire point of doubt is. You may have to edit this while I'm looking. Um, but from, from what I remember and, uh, from what I integrated immediately was doubt is the mirror that you are sovereign because doubt, what is sovereignty? Sovereignty is free will. Sovereignty is choice without choice or free will. Uh, you really don't have much you don't have existence really so doubt comes in to remind you or to be the mirror not to make you feel shame it is literally the other side of the coin of your sovereignty um so let me ex explain this better play okay, some i was gonna play. ask if you could go into that a little deeper yes uh play some uh instrumental music as as i as i look for all of my okay okay so uh like they it's, <laughs> i don't know if you heard that <laughs> um what did you just say no i had a transition for us oh you did i didn't hear it do it again you're not hearing that no how about that? Oh, I heard that one. What is it? Is it a car engine? No, that's cheering. That's people cheering for you, Amy. That's uh, our studio audience, everybody. Listen to them. Okay, here we go. Wait, this is right, what they said. In this, right. Um, and they Hold were on, talking about the how that. All right. Okay, we're good now. <laughs> they were rowdy. Okay, they were talking about how doubt is. Uh, a useful tool and but the mind doesn't like doubt because it questions whether or not we're going to fit in. Um, but every time we have a doubt, it's literally to point out that we have a choice. And if we always called in, for example, our higher self, 
or our team or our guides, our angels, every time we had an issue, if we had somebody tell us the solution, then there would be no validity or real value to that. Cause you're not even, you aren't even making the decision, right? Mm -hmm. So doubt isn't to be looked at as though you are doing something wrong. It is to literally remind you in that moment, oh, I am sovereign. Let me, let me check. Does this still feel good to me? I am, and, and you have to question, doubt isn't fear. Doubt is, am I good enough? Am I whatever? And they were talking about, um, without doubt, you couldn't have free will. Literally, there are two sides of the same coin. Um, oh, and that doubt forces ourselves to become bigger. Usually, doubt for it in the end, doubt will force your psyche, your energy field, your entire vibration to become bigger. Because even if you collapse for a little bit, let's say you were, let's say you were doing the photography stuff, then you got married and you quit. I don't, because I'll never make it as a photographer. That's not a money. That's whatever. Doubt. You had free will. I made a choice. And then you did it anyway, right? You move past the fear and you expanded. And look at what it it's led to this moment now. Um, took a while, everybody that's listening. Took a while. That <laughs> and also the doubt from other people's perspective addressing that they use this line uh we will suffocate you suffocate when you breathe your own air for a long enough time right if you you cannot sustain on just breathing your own air the doubt of other people literally pulls your sovereignty deeper into your body because you can in that moment remember you are sovereign. And this is sovereignty, meaning free will. I free will. I free choice mm -hmm. in all of this. Um, so having somebody to interact with that doubt will make you pull your, your higher self into your body more. Or you give your sovereignty to someone else. Um, they said this one beautiful line, uh, that, um, right now on this planet, the biggest illness of humanity is the need to be right. Right. That's a big line. The biggest illness on this planet is the need to be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just got goosebumps saying that again. I see that a lot. Anyway, so I took away from this every time I feel doubt in, in my ability to create a healing center here. When you question yourself deep in your gut, I can feel that stirring of don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. I'm afraid that there is this don't quit. I feel more in my power now when I have doubt because of we're looping it back around to being in the experience instead of the theory. Mm -hmm. 
So if I'm in theory in my brain, oh, well, they have doubt, they're probably right. Um, I am going to fail or this won't work or that won't succeed or whatever. But when we come into experience, when we experience doubt and we get quiet, usually your gut is going to stir with your truth. You're going to feel afraid, but your gut is going to have, or your belly or your heart or wherever you hold your, your experience is going to get real loud in your body. And so now I like to remind myself that doubt is a reminder that I am sovereign. And you get to without, choose. Yeah, exactly. I get to choose. I doubt I'd want to do this. Okay. I'm sovereign. I, at least I get a choice. I get to make a choice. What if it's the, I doubt this will work. Like I doubt this. Right. Okay. So like I'm going to do that, this. Though, I'm going to create this, but I doubt it'll work. I doubt it. Okay, great. Really listen. Like two minutes ago, I said, doubt makes you expand, right? Mm-hmm. So I, so we're trying to do something and you're saying, I doubt this will work your whole body then should be like, okay, well, what will work, right? Mm-hmm. And in that, there's the expansion. Doubt is right. literally sovereignty trying to expand in your body. Yeah, making you think, all right, that didn't, it, what now? Exactly, exactly. That's the whole point. The whole point of it is to remind you that you are the creator, and you are sovereign. And so utilize doubt. Uh, we have to stop running from doubt. We have to stop being afraid of doubt. It's literally here to speak to pull your higher self into your body more to create your solution or to create your instance or to create, to create just like, yeah, just like you said, mm-hmm. what if this won't work? Then what will work? Will this, will that then work? No, maybe it won't work. Okay. Well then what else will work? That's and you so, will... it's beautiful, but so hard, right. To, 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 to put into play. Right. And in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, he says, have a burning desire, create a plan. If the plan doesn't work, create another plan. If that plan doesn't work, create another plan until you get the burning desire. You never get rid of the burning desire if it's a real burning desire. Right. Right. So it's like that doubt. If that doubt is there saying, what if this doesn't work? Really, then, OK, well, what will work? What, what's the plan that I need to create to get me to the burning desire? Yeah. And if we are infinite beings creating infinite possibilities, then you almost want to welcome in doubt. So it pushes you to pull in, uh, especially if you are really connected to the collective, fine, pull in more ideas. I'm now going to utilize Joe Longo's brain as well. So if I can tap into the collective, then fine. I want to utilize Carrie and Joe and Sarah's everybody's help me come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. That's why we need other people too. Yeah, we definitely need other people. It's fun to work mm. with the team. That's been coming up a lot as I pull my oracles, collaborative creating people. Yeah, I know collaboration that I need people as well. And I think it's, it's um, it makes things fun. Like I love doing, doing this podcast and it's fun when I get to talk to people, but then I unplug it and I edit it all by myself and do it all. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's me doing it. So I've been thinking of like, how can I keep creating other projects that actually have other people included in them. So I'm oh, not, right. you know, doing it all, all alone. Right. To collaborate. 
and just be like, oh my goodness, uh, look at what we did. <laughs> I, um, first of all, envy the fact that you have the ability to know even how to edit a podcast or edit videos or edit pictures. I think you, the way your brain works is beautiful. My brain um, doesn't work in that fashion at all. So I'm not envious. I just find, I find humans so beautiful. I have no idea what it feels like to do that, to understand how you see the way you see. Well, it's the same thing for you, right? Like, sure, I can get a hit of intuition here or a hit of intuition there, but to see what you see, same thing, different, right? I'm seeing in this kind of creative, like, thing, and you're seeing, you're seeing other freaking realms, <laughs> seeing dead people <laughs> right yeah you know so it's like we all have our things i was just talking to i think kate brenton about this the other day that oh, i i love her i don't know why i love her too why i have just forever like since the computer was first introduced into my world it was just like oh right i know how to do this right like i know how to take a computer apart and put it back together and do this and do that even before i knew how to do it but growing up, my parent, my brothers and my dad were in the garage. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Change a tire and oil. What? And then this technology came. was just like, oh, yeah, this is how you do this and this and this. And the AI stuff. I'm like, oh, look at this. I can do this. And well, I can do this. And I can tell it to do this. And I can have it help me write me a movie. Oh, how about that? You know, and it's just like I, I feel it's just a bit part of me, which feels weird as well. Like the ease of it. That's just like, all right, that's how that works. So what if um, it is in my personal belief <laughs> that we are living, we have 12 identities on the planet um, right now, and all 12 of these humans, um, in which sometimes our quote unquote twin flame is actually us, which is why we have such an aversion to to this and to that energy because we're both here experiencing we're literally of the same oversoul what if you are so connected to your 12 identities and one of your other 12 identities is like some supercomputer genius and you can just tap in to their etheric field and just pull in like oh i know this and what if that individual um watch watch it be like some 12 year old uh genius in like <laughs> china or india or russia or whatever <laughs> which would be like some six-year-old is like a computer whiz um and what if they're like oh my god where how how all of a sudden can i take such great pictures um mm. i feel like if we we can tap into our 12 identities and we just pull in our if we focus and we just believe I feel like we can pull in information of all 12 of our identities into our body. Mm -hmm. And that uh, gets to be one of our cool experiences here on earth to be like at any moment I can switch and experience reality through one of these other personalities or one of these other gifts that I have. Wow. Well, first I didn't even know of any such thing of these 12 other Joe Longos out there. Um, <laughs> I don't believe they're called Joe Longos. I just think that y'all are sharing an oversoul. <laughs> In my world, they're all called Joe Longos. 
That's adorable. <laughs> um, but I like that idea and that idea of being able to tap into them. And I would think, right, like if you can connect to your team, wherever they <laughs> reside, right, mm-hmm. with practice, right, because you've and for everybody that's listening, I'm sure you have to practice, right? This is it's just like, all right, uh, here it is. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Right. No, there's there's practice and then there is actual um there has to be uh experience. You have to literally experience and then believe. So I think that hit journal. Uh when we were talking earlier about um your where you can type in your question and do your and, and whatever and get the five mm-hmm. ways to reduce anxiety. I think that would make an amazing hit journal before you'd ask a question, ask yourself. Ask yourself the answer and sit with it for a second and then ask the this computer. Everybody if, if you're listening and you've been playing around with chat GPT, do this. Do all of this and see what happens. Right. I think that you can create your own hit journal. So I had to create a hit journal. I had to practice and um a hit journal just means I would say I would meditate. I had a very specific visualization ritual where I'd go and talk to what at the time uh, was my team. Then they have um, shifted a little bit. Uh, And then if that happened during the day or the week or whenever, I would go back in my journal and I would circle it. Uh, Because when you question yourself, if um, you physically have proof that, oh, no, 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 this is actually happening. You could go back. This is actually happening. And you can't. I. it's that burning desire. I never quit. I just knew that this is, this is happening for me. And uh, yeah. So experience, you have to practice, you have mm-hmm. to practice and you have to believe. So I, I would think, and this may sound a little trippy in Brian Scott's book, the reality revolution. There's a chapter. How many on... books have you read? Cause you've name dropped like 67. <laughs> there actually, if you want to know, you can head to my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com. There is a, a little book list on there uh, of, of oh my, my recommended books that I've read. So yeah, they're oh. all out there. But I'm anyway, in, in this book, he talks about like timelines and realities and yeah. parallel universes. Yeah. Right. And that <clears throat> if you want to change the way you look, Think about the version of yourself that, you know, that version of yourself that you were most happy with, because that mm-hmm. version is still there, right? In, oh, yeah. in somewhere. And, you know, have have that body. And I just, a thousand percent agree with that. Yeah, right. So at the beginning of the year, when everything was going screwy with my with my belly, I was meditating and literally sitting down and breathing and visualizing the version of my body from 1993 when I was 18 years old. And boom, look at you now. I weigh as much as that 18-year-old kid. Kapow. Okay. Right? Well. Now, did it did it, did that really happen? Did it you know, is it just because of what happened physically with me and and my change of diet and I lost weight, but was it also like this and also, tapping into yeah right that this version of me that never disappeared he just came back trippy yeah but it goes around i i love that i love that if you, <laughs> i talk about this a lot and i'm sure we probably talked about this too if you think about um time time isn't 
linear, like walking down the hallway, Mm -hmm. it is consistent, right? So I'm sure I talked about this. The sun sits in a um, fixed location and the planets around it have a fixed orbit. If we didn't, years would be different. Days would be different. So the earth is in the same location with the same rotation, January 1st, all the time. Time is fixed. We are what is moving in time. We move in time. Time is fixed. And so if time is fixed and we are what is moving, then we have the ability to access us in any of those uh, layers. So you could go back to the January of 1985 or whatever you were like your thin, hot self that you are again now. You just pulled up. You just pulled in. Pulled in. Mm-hmm. You just pulled in. Well, it was like when we were talking um, and you were like, pull up an image of a gallbladder. Look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, and then like yeah. act like you're 3D printing it inside of yourself. Yep. Right. And then I went for my test and, and there was nothing wrong with my gallbladder. But I forgot we had that conversation. Yeah. And I told it was right around the same time. So I was like literally visualizing, visualizing that happening and visualizing like, oh, shit. If I'm going to do a gallbladder, <laughs> let's just hop in. I don't that. even know what it looks like. Let's, yeah, absolutely. Just reprint yourself. Yeah, we've gone all over the place, Amy. All, all over the place. I, I th- when I texted you yesterday to be like, what do you want to talk about? And you were like, AI. I'm like, great. I know nothing about AI. But yeah, let's talk about it. Do we address that? I think we addressed it. Yeah. Well, for, well, and I don't know because I kind of want to be like, well, Let's put it this way. Well, let's ask, mm-hmm. ask, we'll ask this question. Okay. With the AI, right? And you said about us losing connection, right? Mm-hmm. The experience. Mm-hmm. What can us humans in our human form do moving through 2023 to be better prepared to function, coexist with all of the super powerful technology that is going to continue to hit us? Don't give your sovereignty over. Literally means self-discipline. Literally means self-discipline. Having free will, free will to actually remember that you are in charge of yourself. So um, it is addicting, literally, to scroll through Instagram and TikTok because the world's greatest cat videos reside there. (laughs) (laughs) It is addicting to get a bump of dopamine and I literally feel it. And my, I, I watch myself. My my school has us practicing this now. Our school, my school, remind me to reel this back in. Mm-hmm. My school has us practicing now, always having your um, astral self with you as the witness at all moments. They're teaching us how to bifurcate our awareness so that we are always watching how we are moving, behaving, and interacting in this realm so that whenever, uh, our, if we are not self-disciplined enough to be like enough on the cat videos aim or enough on this aim, that our astral self will literally, uh, because I hear, I hear the disembodied, will literally be like aim, aim, self-disciplined and enough. Because here is the next thing. It's not, it's not real. It's not that's exactly artificial. It is not real. So 
self-discipline in my mind is the exact antidote to pull your sovereignty back into your body. Um, Self-discipline makes you uncomfortable. That comes around to the whole, we have got to, uh, and when we say we, me, everything I'm saying, I'm literally talking directly to myself. We have to be able to feel, to feel, to, um, I'm uncomfortable, but but to regulate why we're uncomfortable. To, to notice enough of ourself, oh, my dopamine is low. Okay, so I have been, for the last three years, I went through a, a loss of a friend, I, uh, loss of jobs, you know, COVID, I moved. Uh, I understand in that moment, my dopamine is low. My gut, my literally, my gut has been injured. So to understand like my uncomfortability, oh, because my dopamine's low. Okay, I literally need to take better care of my health then. If I am addicted to something, that means I am um have over stimulated the receptor sites of where dopamine latches in my gut and so if i am not on my phone i no longer produce happiness i am not getting a hit the only way through that is to self-discipline so that your receptor sites in your body can uh re-regulate that your dopamine is now inner produced, not exteriorly produced, right? From a, from a visual, that was a that's a big example. But uh, an, another example would would be when you become uncomfortable to recognize what am I what am I lacking? Like you literally have to be brave. So self discipline and bravery, in my opinion, are the two ways in which you can navigate artificial reality. I understand all reality is, you know, mm-hmm. artificial, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we'll get very esoteric. Um, but this is only going to get worse. There is a direct relation between the increasing technology and the decreasing um, happiness of humans. I don't think anybody can deny that. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm sure there's probably people who are like, oh no, technology has definitely advanced my life. Yes, and also, right. And I think we're that's talking the big piece, and it's but we do have to have that. Um, we have to have that, the good and the bad, to have yeah. the balance, which. Uh, Sometimes it hurts my head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, I'm not trying to tell anything is wrong, anyone that they're, what they're doing is wrong. But if you are not having fun, the amount of the amount of TikToks, amount of Instagrams that pop up where people are like, is, are you having fun here? Mm-hmm. The amount of people that are like, I am not having fun here anymore is overwhelming. Overwhelmingly increasing. And I think that has to do with self-discipline. And I'm not saying, do you have good self-discipline? You do. You you have great self-discipline. I personally Sometimes, don't. I'm working I, on it. I, I, my self-discipline comes in when it has to, right? <laughs> when I have to change my entire diet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> things gotta, like that. Um, yeah. Or when I'm like, I got to you know, sit I'm, in front of that light. Um, 
or when I'm actually actually quitting. You know, like when I quit smoking cigarettes, I was like, no, I'm fucking done. But I had it, right. you know, like really. Right. And if anybody, right. you know, if you quit smoking cigarettes, you know, you have to. Like, you're not going to quit until you finally get to that spot. Like, no, I'm, I'm freaking done. I'm done. Right. Um, but then it, uh, this goes back to at the very beginning, I was talking about uh, our bodies are going to have an inflammation. There's going to be an inflammation, a reaction to the fact that when, when you numb out all the time in any way, even, you know, um, it, it, through entertainment, the reinstitution of not numbing out is going to create inflammation, either emotionally, mentally, physically. So we need to, in my opinion, get ready for crazy body sensations. Interesting. So it's almost as if from the numbing, right? The disassociating, mm-hmm. that when we're going to start to feel, it's going to be painful to feel. We're going to go from not feeling to feeling, and our yeah. body is going to be like, my bones hurt, right? The, my, my right side of my body. I can feel yeah. the right side of my body. And they're um, simultaneously... <laughs> Dom and her believes there's uh, that we have 300,016 senses. <laughs> senses. Right. That's, that's a lot of them. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, um, I don't even want to begin to even comprehend mm-hmm. what that means. Uh, but we have the ability to turn on more of these chakras if these if you people if anyone here is is spiritual and understand that you you have these quantum communicators you have these uh sensory organelles externally that pull in uh subtle body information the more we actually tune into our body the more we can turn those on in our body but the more that turn on in our body the more we have to be able to handle higher level information i become more psychic and have crazier experiences on this planet the less I am on artificially intelligence information I so I'm not on YouTube I'm not on I don't I try to say off of it um, there's a direct correlation for me personally and I, I challenge anybody and it'd be interesting to hear from any of you out there if you can even experiment with yourself, because I'm sure if that works for me, I'm sure other people, the exact opposite. I'm sure uh, being stimulated on social media or stimulated on YouTube or whatever uh, widens their mind and they then just pull in higher information. But it can't be theory. Then go then go tell me how you experienced that mm-hmm. as an improvement in your life. Not for a day. You know, when you read a book and you're like, yes, this is the answer. And then three weeks later, you like just, just shit the bed with it. Mm-hmm. Like, go tell me your experience around it. Like, pull it into your body. Pull it into your timeline. Mm-hmm. Because every time we pass around that location, next year in the universe, when the sun, when the earth is in that location, you're going to be able to utilize that information anytime you want if you experienced it and you anchored it in. Did that make sense? It did make sense. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, Not a lot in a bad way. It's just a lot of where we are. And uh, uh, to 
bring it back, right? Being disciplined, mm-hmm. right? And being strong. Yes. Right? And for me, like I said earlier, I I go into this idea, right? Because I like to pretend I'm a wizard and I'll slay dragons. I'm like, fuck it. I'll slay whatever dragon is coming at me, but no dragon can even get at me. Like, you it. know, so that's the thing. But it takes practice and the discipline to sit on your meditation cushion and close your eyes and pretend yes. you're slaying your fucking dragon or whatever it may be, right? Yes. Like, do these things that will help when you're like, oh shit, I'm actually feeling life now. And I'm realizing that I don't enjoy the way life feels. But I can deal yes. because I've been sitting my ass on a meditation cushion. I've been shutting up and actually disconnecting from these things. Even for you ready, everybody, try it for like four fucking minutes. Right? Oh, like yeah, just yeah, unplug yeah, yeah, everything yeah. for four minutes and see what that feels like. Um I also think when we talk about um, the feeling, when you said to be strong, be um, disciplined and be strong, to understand, to remind yourself that in when you have the uh, dark moments or the hard moments, you ever have those weeks where you were just like, oh uh-huh. man, am I circling the drain? <laughs> Maybe I last have, week, but go on. I'm, I'm standing <laughs> on the roof, man. <laughs> Um, that those moments are literally your, it's like a classroom. When in high school, did you ever have like a reading teacher um, who was disgusting and neat, drank gross coffee and it was dark, but you learned a lot in there. It was, these are these, these are your training classrooms where infinite amounts of wisdom is being dumped into your body. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. I'm sure there is not a Navy SEAL on this planet that would be like, training felt great. (laughs) (laughs) Training was easy, right? But there is an infinite expansion that is happening in your body. Um, Prepare yourself, write yourself memos, write yourself letters, reach out to Joe, find me. When you are in the dark classroom, the, the, the heavy classroom, you're getting your highest level of education you could possibly get on this planet. Because when you come out of it on the other side, the amount of knowledge you will have about what you want to change in your life, what you want to like twerk, tweak, not twerk. um, You can twerk it too. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe (laughs) your darkness showed you that you should start a twerking business. I'm all supportive. Um, Like what you want to tweak who you want to be and it pulls in your sovereignty again it's a, it pulls in the fact that you are in charge here and sometimes those dark moments uh as my teacher calls them the divine dismantling take years but on the flip side of that um that's why i think you know we got to have we got to have community but remind yourself in the week long icky feeling um, that you are sovereign, you are disciplined, you are strong, nothing is permanent. Reach out to people. I don't know where I was going with this. It may come back to me. I'll text you in the middle of the night about where I was going with this. Um, But don't you ever feel like your dark weeks when you come out? You're like, holy fuck. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to be such a better person now. Oh, once again, I knew it wasn't going to last, but when you're in the middle of it, you're like, oh, this could be, this could be permanent. Right. Right. <laughs> this is forever. And that's the thing. It's like, you got to remember like, oh, yeah, I was, I was here before I'm going to come out of it and not to yeah. get sucked into it. Cause it can be very cozy underneath that blanket when you're having that, that darkness. Right. So it does, but it, I think the more it happens, sorry uh-huh. guys, it happens more than once. You're right. <laughs> right. The more it happens, right? The more we, we, we develop better tools. We learn more when we come out of it. So we're better mm-hmm. to deal and manage when we get back in it to come back out. But always, like you said, I've always come out being like, okay, all right. I, I got, I got it. I got the right. message. I wish I didn't take a week or 10 days <gasps> to get it, but I guess right. it was delayed. <laughs> and, you know, to, keep going like keep going even when it is like oh man this hurts cry <laughs> Let it out. yeah yeah i i have those weeks where um and i wanted to develop an app but i i'm not smart enough to develop this app so i'm going to share the app with your entire community and maybe you all can develop it all right we're all gonna make this okay ready um so in intuitives or healers where it's like, I, my, my body is not doing this. This just comes in randomly. And so people I'm, I'm booked out pretty far. People book me months in advance. And there are some weeks where I'm just off. I feel like I'm offline. Right. And cause I'm in the dark and there needs to be an app where an individual like me when we're, when we're in our moments of, oh, I am absolutely connected, where we can get online and anybody that follows me as a healer or me as an intuitive or whatever, we, we can be like, okay, we're booking sessions this week. And we do it you know every day, every day. And so when someone's phone will pop up, it'll be like, Amy has sessions today or Joe has sessions today. They're online. Literally, I'm online. Like I'm, I'm, pulling, in the, I'm pulling in the information. That way, if I wake up, and I'm like, uh-uh, I don't know what moon is doing what and where Mars is in whatever galaxy and node or whatever, but I can't hear shit. And it happens for three days in a row. That way there's no pressure on me to be like, I, I it's not my body. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I can train for this. I can practice or whatever. But if I, if I'm not hearing dead people and I'm not pulling in information from my team, like, I don't know what to do with that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I can't work today. Everybody's on vacation. Not, right. <laughs> so somebody make an app. So like the healers, the intuitives that we can like, yes, we have sessions today. We'll just pop them up. Yep. We're, we're on fire today. Sign up. This was, th- this was so much fun. Well, I love just, I like talking. I just like talking with you in particular. You um, make me feel safe. So thank you for holding that space for me to just spew what's out on my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that you spew whatever is on your mind. There's been so many times that you've spewed what was on your mind around me. I'm like, oh, that, I'm taking that. I'm going to do that right there, what she just said. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm so, I'm so glad to help you. I love helping you. Thanks it's not me. I, when I, I say I, I don't mean I. I know, I know, I know. And everybody else out there knows. So where can everybody find you to get on that massive wait list that you do have? Uh, so I am only on 
uh, Instagram. And because I was hacked, my new Instagram account is a laughing spice 12.0 for all of our 12 identities <laughs> and our 12 chakra system that I work on. A laughing spice 12.0. And I'll link that in the show notes. And your website is virashanti.com? Yep, virashanti.com. V I R A S H A N T I dot com. And then if you ever want a hands on healing session and you are ever in South Florida, if you are ever on the East Coast, South Florida, I am located in the Palm City Stewart area, which is 30 minutes north of West Palm Beach. Come see me. You can book a session at the Spirit Well Sensory Lounge until I have my own healing center here. Uh, and I can't wait for that. Yeah, same. Thank you so much for being here, Amy. I yeah, love you so much. Yeah, Everybody go follow Amy. Pay attention to all that she does and the dead people that she talks to. <laughs> Joe, thank you for everything that you do for people. Thanks for inspiring people all the time. Thank you for your readings that I see on Instagram and TikTok and the messages. It's just beautiful to have some days when you don't set your own intention to have somebody pull cards and be like, oh, this is what the universe is saying. It's just very, very helpful. I really, speaking for so many, just really appreciate everything that you put out there for us you help make the world such a more beautiful, magical place. Ah, thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, I everybody. Still, I said, what up, girl? What up, girl? <laughs> everybody else, thanks for being here. And I'll see y'all really soon.